Hey there, and welcome back to the Grip Tape Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Garibaldi, and today I have Arush Gupta on the show. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Thank you, Dana, first of all, for having me on the show. Um, well, as she said, my name is Adarsh Gupta. I am the founder of Fit for Grid Academy, which is a virtual nonprofit. Um, I am a junior in high school in the Bay Area, California, and I'm really looking forward to talking to you here today. Awesome. Thanks for the introduction. So to my understanding, you said that Fit for Grit was a martial arts kind of organization. And so uh, Grip Tape kind of helped you throughout that process. So do you want to tell us a little more about that, your interaction between the two? Yeah, of course. So a little bit more about Fit for Grit is that our goal is to spread confidence, self-defense, and fitness to youth virtually globally. And we do this through a variety of ways, mainly through our free virtual martial art classes and videos, as well as our confidence building videos as well. And so basically, the main point of Fit for Grit is to really teach our students these important three tenets of confidence, self-defense, and fitness. And with uh, Grip Tape, what we usually did was that we focused on building our website, which is very, very important to connecting to students and connecting to new instructors, as well as also building up our new portfolio of instructors and reaching out to new students. So after Grip Tape, I did complete the website a couple months later. I also worked on increasing our students to where we went from around 50 students, now almost 450 students. And we also have now around 10 instructors. So Grip Tape definitely helped us reach those new people and help build us up in the technical standpoint as well. Awesome. That's like super impressive, especially for like something that's like just initiated from the ground up. I think that's really cool. When you create these sort of uh, classes for uh, people to participate in, what's like the main takeaway that they ho you hope that they have by the end of that class? Yeah, so I think one major thing about martial arts, I think a lot of people misconceive here, is that martial arts is all about kicking and punching and all this violence. But what we want to teach our students is discipline. We want to teach them confidence. We want to teach them self-respect and respect to your teachers, your parents, etc. So I've seen my students become more confident in class. I've seen them from being very quiet, staying muted, hiding from the camera, to not raising their hand, unmuting. And we actually do this thing called kiop, where you kind of show your energy when you're like doing a kick at things. And I see my students now doing that. And that shows me that they're more comfortable with me as an instructor and they're more comfortable with themselves doing uh, different techniques in front of other people. And that specific confidence that they are building is essential for everything in their lives. I know when I was gr uh, growing up doing Taekwondo, that confidence was an essential part of my life as I became a public speaker. And when I see my students grow the same confidence in half the amount of time, I see it be so essential for them to really grow in their own standpoint, in their own lives, and this really can help them take them far in the future. Awesome. That sounds great. I'm so glad that it's able to help people like that. I Yeah, I think that in my head, I kind of had that misconception, you know, like, oh, very like ninja style, like uh, kicking and punching. But I think that it's really insightful how it can help in lots of different ways. So that's, I think that's really cool. And so you mentioned that you've done Taekwondo before. So was it very recently or have you been doing this for a long time? So I've actually been doing Taekwondo for almost 13 years, 12, 13 years. So I've been doing it for quite a while. Um, and just put in perspective, I am only 15, almost 16 years old. So I've been doing it since I was very young. Um, and now I've received my second degree black belt in Taekwondo. And for around four or five years, I've also been doing self-defense. So, so I've also received my first degree black belt in self-defense. In terms of teaching, I've been teaching for around four years now. And of course, around two of those being virtually now. Um, and so really, I've 
been doing martial arts for a while, but Fit for Grit was really founded in last June of 2020 when COVID really started growing out. And since then, we've really expanded out and we've even, even reached students all the way in India now. That's awesome. And so you mentioned that you uh, founded Fit for Grit during the pandemic. So was it kind of uh, difficult compared to how your normal Taekwondo and martial arts classes go? And how did you kind of overcome those like barriers and physically, I mean? Yeah, so I think one thing that the COVID really took from us was it just came by surprise and no one was prepared for it. I know I wasn't prepared for it and it was definitely a learning curve. And so I, I like to tell the story is that how it really came to be and how why Fitburger was founded. And so what really started off is in March was that I was just teaching martial arts to my cousins and my close friends and family. And so this really just helped me, you know, have fun with it, share my sport with young kids. And from there, I really saw my family and friends really taking advantage of these classes and really learning a lot from it. And I was like, why only keep it to this small scope? And so that's really when Fit for Girls founded in June, which is maybe three, four months later, which then I expanded it to reach out to other local students in the Bay Area, even uh, other students in Seattle, LA area. And then we even worked on connecting with some students in the DC area. Um, but then from there, really, that was still kind of rough. And a lot of things were kind of shaky back and forth. And so then not until really I was maybe in December time was I really getting a hang of it, creating a clear structure of my classes. And then I recently started another class with a group in India with around maybe 80, 90 students in each class. And in that class was where I really kicked it off right away because I knew what to do. So I think it's really just that learning curve and over time slowly getting a hang of it. And really, you just have to jump into it. There's no way, there's no correct way to start something like this. You just need to jump into it and adapt as you go. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. That's super great advice. And so, uh, when you um, kind of expanded Fit for Grit and you started reaching out not to other people, not only nationally, but also internationally, you know, in India, um, what's like the main thing that you've learned when you're interacting like with these different people from different backgrounds and cultures? What's kind of your takeaway from that? So I think the biggest thing for me is that there's no really right answer when you're starting a nonprofit. And I learned this the hard way, really, is that I was like, you know, I have to be the right way the first time. There's no other correct answer. But really, when I started uh, Fit for Grit, I learned that there's so many different avenues I can go down. There's so many different things I can adapt towards. And also, I really learned that not only am I teaching my students, but my students are teaching me. I should really take their advice when they tell me that, you know, I didn't really like to do that exercise as much. It wasn't fun for me. Then I was like, okay, let me change this up. I don't need to do something that only I like. Let me see what they want to do. And then really that adapting, that learning, and that changing method is what I really learned to do through um, non my nonprofit. That's awesome. Yeah. Adaptability is key for everything. It's really, really uh, good insight. And so um, as for Fit for Grit, uh, specifically, uh, like you all as an organization, what kind of classes do you all offer? And are they just like for younger kids or are there uh, different age ranges for that? So right now we are um, giving our classes to students ages 4 through 21, though a majority of them are in just first through around 10th grade. And so what we really like to focus on is just students who are willing to learn. Because that's really the first step is that when you come to class, you can't be like, eh, I want to do this. You have to really put your skill, you have to put your time into this and really try to learn the martial arts because it is difficult. I'll give them that. And so... When I see my students really want to learn is really the students who really excel in the classes. And so 
really, if you want to learn, you can definitely come check us out anytime. If it's not really your fit, then no worries. Maybe we can try working it out. But if this is something that you always want to do and you never really got a chance, then come try it out. It's a completely free class and we're open to all youth anywhere you are. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. It's always great to try new things and just kind of like give it your all. I think that all ultimately gives it the best effort, you know, not only uh, in planning nonprofit to low, but also uh, as a student. So that's really cool. And so uh, you also mentioned previously, I believe that you have uh, motivational videos that you like to, uh, you know, uh, have, you know, as part of Fit for Grid and for your students. And so what's like a uh, kind of like the main uh, message that you want to share uh, with all these people as they're progressing through their martial arts journey? Um, I say that don't focus on your success. You have to focus on the journey to success. And really, when you're working towards any goal, that being in sports, that being academic, that being just even in your family life and creating relationships, you have to remember that it's not the end goal that you're trying to reach, but it's the way you get there. And you have to do that in a correct way. You have to show loyalty to your friends, your family. You can't put people under the bus. You really need to take that clean path. And Really, I think that's one thing anyone needs to remember. If you're doing a sport, don't cheat when doing the sport. I think that's a big thing in the news right now is all these athletes cheating, doing different drugs and alcohol. Yeah. You remember that you have to take the right path to get somewhere, and that's the only way for you to succeed. And I think that's a really important lesson a lot of people are learning the hard way. Definitely. And so um, as you're uh, collaborating, I saw on your website that you were collaborating like with not only uh, with people from like uh, within the Bay Area, but also other uh, nonprofit organizations. So what's kind of like, what was the result of all those collaborations between uh, organizations with different missions and different goals? Uh, What was the result of that? What did you all end up creating? Yeah, so actually, we didn't even stick to really the Bay Area. We uh, actually made one different type of workshop where we had... um, organization all the way from the east coast in the central uh, central u.s and in the bay area and with that one workshop we held we had dance classes gymnastics classes and martial art classes all in one and i think we reached almost over 50 students in just that one workshop alone and that was for about two days of different activities about one hour to 45 minutes each and it was really amazing just to see because we had some college students come out. We had some four-year-olds come out and all in between. And they all had different interests and they all got to take a little taste of each one. And they're building up the portfolio and said like, eh, you know, I used to do Taekwondo a lot, but now maybe I don't really want to do that anymore because I like dance more. And that's perfectly fine because I'm not forcing Taekwondo on anyone. I think it's great for me, but that may not fit you in the future. So it was great to see them find their passion and test all these things out when we did the partnerships like this. So I think that's really cool how you're able to invite a lot of people, you know, from, you said from four to college students, that's really cool. And also, I think that's like a really interesting of a way of introducing people to like different forms of exercise and like getting fit. And so on that note, what do you think uh, makes martial arts unique from other forms of exercise, like just running or just like regular uh, exercise that people associate with that word? So I think martial arts adds a different component to exercise. So it's not just another sport out there because it has real world applications to it, which is why I like to also talk about self-defense. And when I'm learning martial arts, I always remember that, you know, this different type of block is not just a block. I know it can block, you know, a kick coming at you, but it can also be used in this one self-defense technique, or it can be used in this technique, or it's just a great workout to do. And so there's so many different parts of martial arts which you can take from it. And of course, when you're starting off with these younger students, you don't really 
explain it in that much detail, but you say like, oh yeah, so when you do this type of technique, you're going to get this type of outcome. And that's what we try to teach them. And then for the older students, we try to take it one step further and be like, yeah, now once you did this technique, you can follow it up with this technique. And that altogether is what martial arts really is. And so when you're training to do all these different techniques, inevitably, you're always going to be doing some type of fitness and some type of workout and some type of training. And that training is what we also focus on for our third tenet of fitness. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I remember taking a self-defense class. I don't remember, I don't think it was Taekwondo, but like, it's not easy. It's definitely a workout. So, you know, that's a, just anyone who's looking for a good workout, you could try martial arts, you know, potentially. And so um, that sounds really fun. And so just on a side note, if anyone listening right now has experience like in martial arts or in Taekwondo, how can they start getting involved in Fit for Grit as an organization? Oh yeah, definitely. We're always open to anyone who wants to come teach at our school. If you have an interest in teaching, if you have a background in either martial arts or even just fitness, like we have some students, oh sorry, some instructors who teach like soccer, but they also love teaching fitness. So now they teach fitness in particular, though they don't know martial arts. So if you have any type of background like that, but you really need that key of wanting to teach your students, then come check out our website. You can sign up as an instructor there and we can talk a little bit further if you have any questions or if you want to just learn more about what you can do, then come check us out. You can hold real-time classes, which could be around 30 to 45 minutes a week. You can create videos for students to watch on their own time, or you can do a one-off kind of workshops when we are holding it then as well. So whatever any youth out there wants to come teach for us, just let us know, come contact us, come sign up on our website, and let's make it happen. That's awesome. Yeah, I love how you're like, uh, there's also different classes within Fit for Grey. I think that's really cool. So yeah, if anyone's, you know, a little fitness fitness person, then you can reach out to them. And so my second to last question is, uh, what's next for Fit for Grey? Uh, do you have any like more collaborations planned or uh, maybe, maybe having in-person classes? What are your future plans as of right now? Yeah, so I think there's like so many points here. So I'm going to touch on a couple real quick. So the first point here is that, as I mentioned before, we did start our India classes. So these are to students who we don't want to financially burden them with martial art classes. And so that was a really big step is that we wanted to reach these students internationally. And that was our first goal there, where we reached around 350 students in India. And that's just the first one school. Now we're planning to reach out to multiple of those schools there and add a nutritionist as well onto our team to talk about how nutrition is an essential part of everyone's life. The second tier that we're also looking into is partnerships with the YMCA. So we actually have been in contact with them for a while now, and we've started to create a partnership uh, starting with one YMCA up in Seattle. And we're hoping to help expand that to the Bay Area, LA area, and the rest of the country as well in the future. And I think that would be a huge step towards gaining more U.S. students, since, again, this is completely free martial arts classes. So this would only help them out, and we really hope it will help them out in the future. And then finally, what we're looking for is more instructors, as I mentioned before. And so we're looking at different methods. That one, there's no really one particular where we're, uh, where we're aiming at, but we're always looking for new instructors, especially on the East Coast, since we want to be closer to the India timings. And different instructors anywhere around the world are always able to join in, since once again, this is a virtual nonprofit. So we're teaching everyone via Zoom, via videos, et cetera. 
Awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys have so many plans. I love that for you. Okay, yeah, the YMCA definitely sounds pretty cool. Um, it kind of reminds me, it's kind of like a boys and girls club almost, right? It's like a community center. I think that's really cool how you're offering that to the, uh, the community in Seattle. That's really, really cool. And uh, before we go, is there any website or social media account or anything else that you want to do a little a little shameless plug for on behalf of Fit for Grit? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I think uh, definitely check us out on Instagram at Fit for Grit underscore Academy. Um, or you can also check out our Facebook Fit for Grit dot Academy. Uh, again, also make sure it's number four for Fit for Grit. And also you can also email us at fitforgrit.academy at gmail.com. Or if you really just want to check us out on our website at fitforgrit.org. Awesome. Yeah, lots of places to visit them. So, you know, if you're interested. You got a variety. So um, that concludes this episode of the Grip Day podcast. And make sure to visit Fit, Fit for Grit's website and all the other social media pages that they mentioned if you're interested in enrolling yourself or someone else or even getting involved with the organization. And as always, make sure to follow the Grip Day podcast on Instagram at, at Grip Day Podcast for updates on our episodes and more. And if you're a US teen who's interested in receiving a $500 grant to fund your own passion, make sure to visit the Grip Tape website at griptape.org to learn more. And that's all for now. Bye. Have a great day.